Hey fellow NDE fans, we have some exciting things coming up on the other side, but we could really use your help and support to keep going with this channel. Our outreach team works around the clock, making sure to bring you the best NDE stories that we can find. But now we're looking to expand into other countries to get near-death experiences from around the globe. However, we need your help and support to make this happen. This is why we're introducing our YouTube membership program. Get access to exclusive ad-free episodes that haven't been on YouTube. Watch and participate in live Q&As with the guests. Engage directly with us and NDEers. Participate in giveaways and live events. And most importantly, you will ensure our channel's continuous efforts to seek out and uncover these important experiences worldwide. Support us by hitting the Join Now button below. Thank you for your continued viewership and support. Your help will make a difference, and we look forward to building our community together with you. Hi, and thank you for joining me today. My name is Sherry Duncan. My first NDE experience happened in 1966. I was nine and a half years old. My aunt and my cousins invited me to go to the beach with them that day. It was a sunny, partially overcast day, and I was excited. I loved the ocean. So when we got to the beach that day, my male cousin, he was about 13 years old, him and I decided to walk down the shoreline to look for seashells and driftwood and whatever other treasures we could find. So we walked down the beach a ways. I was looking down at my feet and the ocean water unexpectedly came up and over my ankles. That was fine. I was looking down at my feet. I was looking at the bubbles, the suds in the ocean and seeing if it washed anything up for me to find. And my cousin was a distance from me up and to the right a little bit. And out of the blue, this large, powerful ocean wave with a strong undertow just came up and over me and swept me out into the ocean. It was completely unexpected. I didn't even see it coming. So the first thing that happened is I took a deep breath when the wave swept me out and it pulled me under. And then it immediately pushed me back up and I took a medium-sized breath that time. And then it pushed me under again. And then I came up a third time, and that time I barely got a breath in. And at that moment, I was only nine and a half, I thought about this cartoon I watched, I think it was Bugs Bunny, I'm not sure, but where the character is drowning, and he goes down once and comes up and puts one finger up. He goes down again and comes up and puts two fingers up. And then he goes down a third time and comes up and puts three fingers up, and then he waves goodbye. That's what was in my mind. I knew that I'm... I was going to be in trouble the third time down. So I was under the ocean water and I immediately had a tantrum and started telling God off, believe it or not. I'm like, are you kidding me? I'm only nine and a half years old. I haven't had a chance to do anything yet. You're taking me now? That's what I said. And I was looking straight ahead through the waves kind of over to the right. And I sensed that God was right over there. And at that moment, something strange happened. I kind of split off into two versions of myself. I had the nine and a half year old version of myself and I was seeing out through her eyes. And then there was an adult version of me kind of behind my left shoulder and the back of my head. I could see the back of my head and my left shoulder. She was behind me kind of right here. And I could see out of her eyes and I could feel what she was feeling. And she was kind of observing the nine and a half year old me having a tantrum and telling God off. And I could tell she was mildly amused that I was doing that. And I could see through my eyes at nine and a half, but I could also see through her eyes. And I, I felt like an adult, which was really strange. So I felt like a, a nine and a half year old. And I also felt like an adult, 
which was very confusing. I remember thinking, what is this? Anyway, we both floated there just for a, a moment. Couldn't have been more than a few seconds, looking down, waiting for God to answer us. And then out of the blue, I heard, or we heard, a woman's voice to the left of me and kind of in front. I didn't see the entity, but I could tell she was there. She was giving me kind of a download of information. I could hear like an inaudible voice inside my mind. So the first thing she said was, if God is taking you now, you might as well relax and not be afraid. There must be a good reason for it. And I believed in God at that young age. And for some reason, that statement made sense to me. I thought, well, if God's taking me now, it must be really important. He must need me. So I immediately felt calm and relaxed. I didn't feel desperate anymore. I wasn't even aware of not being able to breathe or the fact that I was drowning. I just felt calm and peaceful and warm. I didn't feel wet. I felt great. Okay, so the second that the woman said, and I'm not sure if she was a guardian angel or my higher self, I'm not sure, but she was a protective energy and I felt really, I didn't feel scared. The second thing she said is, notice the beauty around you. So when she said that, I looked up and there were three rays of sun coming down through the pale green seawater. And I noticed that it was causing sparkling like little diamonds, like three or four little diamonds. And I was kind of just looking at the diamonds, the sunshine and how beautiful it was. And then I noticed that the seawater was filled with little particles. And I realized at that moment that the sea was filled, teeming with sea life, not just whales and large animals, but microscopic particles. And so I was zeroing in on those and they each one looked different, like little snowflakes. And so I was watching them kind of flowing in the water and I felt my body also flowing kind of in unison with the particles. So I was noticing that. And then the next thing the woman said was, the ocean is feminine in nature and mankind often underestimates her sheer power and capacity for construction and deconstruction. So I was only nine and a half. I didn't fully understand what she meant, but I thought about the ocean being female, feminine. At that moment, I could feel the massive amount of ocean water behind me. It felt like a country. It was so big. And I was picturing whales and dolphins and octopus and all the sea life teeming through the ocean. And now I was part of it. And I was concentrating on that. And then totally and completely unexpectedly, a really strong wave pushed me out onto the shore and slapped me really hard onto the wet sand. And I took a deep breath. I wasn't expecting that. So three things went through my mind at that moment. I felt like a wet noodle. I was drenched, of course, from head to toe. The first thing I thought about was that the, it seemed like the ocean, like she didn't want to give me back. It seemed so violent and I could kind of feel that she wanted to keep me. And But I guess it just wasn't my time to die. Um, the second thing I was thinking about was I could see my cousin and I was actually, rather than being happy to be alive, I was worried about what my cousin would think of my hair. My hair was really curly and it was really unruly when it was wet. My mom never knew what to do with my hair and I, I oftentimes was made fun of by kids at my school. So, And then I went on as an adult to become a hairdresser. So I guess it makes sense that I was worried about my hair. And the last thing I was wondering was, 
why my cousin wasn't walking up and helping me out of the ocean. He wasn't helping me. Instead, he was staring at me like I was a ghost. He was pale and looked like he was watching a ghost come out of the water. So that was the third thing I was thinking. Anyway, I met up with my cousin and we walked back down to where his mother was. We did have a an intimate conversation about what had just happened. I don't remember the details of it, but him and I never spoke about that incident again. He didn't tell his mother. I didn't tell my aunt. And I never told my mother or anybody about this. It just felt like something I was supposed to keep to myself. I only recently have told a few people and now today you. So that was that experience. What I learned from that experience is enjoy the beauty around you, especially if you're in a difficult situation. Do not take the ocean for granted. She's very powerful. And thirdly, the moment you surrender to God is the moment you step into the most beautiful, peaceful environment you can ever imagine. That was that experience. I had a second NDE experience in 2021. I was in my mid-60s. I had been diagnosed with sleep apnea. And since I lived in a small town, a really remote town, I was put on a waiting list to get a CPAP machine. And the waiting list was about two months. So because of that, I often didn't get good sleep. So I would take naps during the day. What I didn't realize was how severe my case was. I was stopping breathing about 20 times an hour. So once every three minutes, it was a really severe case, but I had no idea about that. So one day I decided to take a nap. It was around one in the afternoon. I laid down on my bed in my bedroom on my back and I fell into a deep sleep. So all of a sudden I found myself in a dark room and it's hard to explain what it feels like when you're on the other side, but it's, you feel more alive than you do here on earth. I knew I was really there. So I knew I was no longer asleep. I wasn't dreaming. And so the first thing I said was, this is real. This is real. And the moment I said that, I thought about my body back in the bed. And I was immediately beside my body, floating there, beside my face, looking at my cheek on the right-hand side of my body. I guess it was the left-hand side of my body by the bed. So I was looking at my face, and the body seemed peaceful. And then I jumped into the body, and the body's eyes were closed, but I was looking through my eyelids up to the ceiling. And then I looked at the door of the bedroom. And then I popped out of my body again, and I was again, I was looking at my face. So as soon as I felt satisfied that I could jump into my body and out of my body at will, I was back in that dark room. So I turned around and I adjusted my eyes to the room. And the, what I saw were, I was in a saloon and there were cowboys sitting all around the saloon at round tables, drinking whiskey or whatever they were drinking. And they were, they were all looking up to a backlit stage with dance hall girls kicking their legs up in unison. And the first thing I was thinking to myself is, why am I in a saloon? And I got a download of information in my right ear that said that I was creating that. I was creating that scene. But how I understood it was, it's like a radio when you change the dial and you, you dial into a radio station. It was kind of like that. Somehow energetically, I dialed in to that environment and, and I was told I was in an astral realm. So... I adjusted my eyes to the room, and um, the next thing that happened is a barmaid brought a drink over to a cowboy at one of the tables, 
and he immediately touched her backside inappropriately. And that made the cowboy sitting at the next table get mad, and he stood up and he punched that cowboy. And then another cowboy stood up and punched that cowboy. And then all hell broke loose, and all the cowboys were fighting each other. And at that moment, I noticed the dance hall girls, um, their mouths were round, their heads were swaying back, and their arms were flailing, and they were screaming. At that moment, I decided that I said out loud, this isn't for me, because I never understood fist fighting and I didn't enjoy it. So I felt like I was not in the place I was supposed to be. So I turned my head to the right. And that's when I realized I wasn't in a body. I was in an orb of energy, a circle. And the reason I knew that is because when I turned my head to the right, the whole orb turned to the right at once and I could feel it. So um, it was still dark, but on my left-hand side, I could see a wall. Um, it was slightly lit up and it looked like a beehive, a wall that was like a beehive in a honeycomb. And it was full of circles. And I instinctively knew that those circles were portals to other dimensions, but they weren't lit up. So I knew they weren't for me. So I was an orb of energy and I kind of willed myself to go forward and I turned completely to the right. And what I noticed is 12 feet in front of me was a large portal or opening. It was a circle. It was seven and a half feet tall and seven and a half feet wide, and it was lit up. And what I could see through the portal was a beautiful blue sky with puffy white clouds. I saw the tops of trees with various shades of green, and the leaves were slightly swaying in the wind. And then a little bit onto the right-hand side, I could see rolling hills and flowing meadows with beautiful wildflowers. I felt the portal drawing me in. I wanted to go forward and I wanted to go through it. But at that moment, I thought to myself, am I dead? And a little bit of fear slipped in, just a little bit of fear. And as soon as that little bit of fear slipped in, I was immediately back in my body on the bed and I opened my eyes. And I was immediately upset because I still felt that urge to go through that portal. And I wanted to see the beauty in there and I wanted to see if I had any guides in there that could give me information. So I was upset, but I was also kind of in shock for what I had just experienced. And um, that was that experience. What I learned from that experience is the moment of death when you actually die is as easy as popping out of your body. It's like going through a door. I learned that your spirit or your light body can be an orb of energy. Um, and if when you're in that orb of energy, you have multiple perspectives at once. You can move at the speed of thought and you can travel to anywhere you want just by thinking of that place. And I also would like to say that if you find yourself in a lower astral realm where you don't want to be, all you have to do is raise your thoughts and you end up going to another place. So you can think of love or you can think of Jesus or you can think of God, whatever you want to think of that's higher than that. You can, you can travel to that, out of that place to a different place. Those are my two NDE experiences. How those changed my life, just a multitude of ways. I gained an ability, I guess you'd call precognition, where I could see into the future, sometimes two days straight, sometimes a few weeks ahead. I was never able to control it, but that's one of the abilities I got. Sometimes I could smell cigarette smoke or pipe smoke. 
from spirits that were in the room and there was nobody. For instance, when my mom became terminally ill and we were in the hospital, we were in the emergency room and there was um, no smoking allowed. And my sister and I both have this ability. We both smelled pipe smoke. And when my mom heard us say that, she said, that's grandpa. She knew it was him. But anyway, sometimes I'd be woken up by somebody saying my name. And um, I had the ability to see animals like cats or dogs. They'd be walking by me. And I, I knew they were there. And then I'd look and they wouldn't be there. Anyway, I got various abilities. Um, the main change was that I craved authenticity. And it was hard to be around inauthentic people that put on airs. That was really difficult for me. And another thing was I had a strong craving to complete my mission here on Earth, what I was sent here to do. Even though I wasn't fully sure what that was, I was always looking for clues to what it was. And uh, those were the biggest ways that this changed me. Anyway, I'd like to thank you for watching this video and stay in adventure.